Good morning, everyone. Mark Smith with you on this third voyage. Uh, the thing I want to talk about in this podcast is saving and investing. Of course, anybody can save if they really, truly want to. Anybody can invest nowadays if they really, truly want to as well. And, uh, well, I also, uh, do blog on WordPress, but I'm about to change my, uh, web host, and, uh, to somewhere else, so I'm in transition on that one. One of the posts I did write was, now is the best time to invest. Saving is investing. The thing is, even with the COVID-19 virus and what have you, um, I remember one time when I was like 7th, 8th, ninth grade, at that time junior high school, now it's called middle school, intermediate school, whatever. And uh, there was a social studies teacher that I knew, and he was in charge of detentions for the boys. And some of the boys, this was held in the auditorium of the middle school, and some of the boys in the balcony would throw pennies down to the floor where the teacher is and uh, all the other guys. And he would pick up the pennies. And I happened to brought it up to him in class one time. I had him for a social studies teacher. He, um, I said, I heard you pick up pennies in the auditorium during detention. And he just looked at me and said, those pennies do add up. And yes, they do. Even my mom was a great one uh, for saving pennies. Uh, But the hard part was trying to get the penny wrappers from the bank. But it can be done, folks. It can be done. Anyways. I can remember in the early 60s, there was apparently just one bank, a neighborhood bank called Keystone Savings, and apparently it was an SNL because those of us who remember savings and loan banks, they had like, uh, what, in the early 60s, about 3% APR, I believe it was for uh, passbook savings. And uh, Keystone used to have coin holders 
And it was mostly for dimes. I think, I don't know, maybe you had to have like two bucks or three dollars. The uh, dime coin holder held. And you can always take it to the bank, deposit it into your account, or whatever, take the cash, whatever. Um, it's sad because those life and times that we are currently in have outgrown those days. But the point is, it got me to save. And because of my mom and dad, at the time my dad was going in and out of jobs, spot labor, he used to call it, he, um, he really didn't bring in much money. And then mom decided to uh, become a, a domestic engineer for hire. Now, when it comes to saving, you can always, as young as your kids are, um, give them a goal to save up for. Something that's not trendy. You know, flash in the pan stuff. You know, something that's going to be around uh, at the local retail store for quite some time. And, uh, give them a little incentive. You know, you'll get this much if you do this, you get this much if you did that, as far as household chores are concerned. But don't make it a uh, paper chore type of thing. They have to understand there are certain things you can do just because it makes sense. And not everything has a price to it. Uh, like with me, it was um, radio. Radios. I loved radios. I, I got into AM. And at that time in the 60s, FM was slowly making its way... Uh, let's say, let it be known... There wasn't that many FM stations at the time, but when it came close to like the end of the 60s, beginning of the 70s, then the FM band got saturated. Anyways, when it comes to saving, give them a goal. Like mine was radio. I went from AM to FM. And uh, even shortwave, as I said. Um, even at the time when Sears was around, they had many different uh, charge cards. Um, they had a little paper card, which became a plastic card, it was a Sears credit card. And my mom allowed me, at 17 years old, to buy my first uh, police scanner. 
and it's like $316, and they asked my mom, do you think he's responsible enough at 17 to pay his bills in full and on time? My mom said, yeah. And about 10 minutes later, they called and says, have him come by and get it. So needless to say, I was very excited about that. Um, give yourself a goal for saving. I know there's one um, micro investment company that uh, wants their customers to save for, let's say, a house or a new car, uh, you know, give yourself an objective, a mission. Um, I heard this said one time by Chuck Norris. He would have many goals on his way to the main goal, his main objective. And I would say, for every mini-goal you accomplish, give yourself a little bit of a reward, you know, for having stayed the course. Uh, don't get deterred, detoured, or whatever the term is, um, because it's real easy to go off the path, very easy. Because you may have your naysayers, your doomsayers, your critiquers, criticizers telling you, you can't do it. You know, you don't have the willpower, you don't have the habit, you don't have the trait, whatever, whatever. Don't listen to those people. Um, Earl Nightingale said it best one time. Opinions are the cheapest commodities in the world. Always keep your own good counsel. You have to understand something when it comes to doing something, let's say, something positive that you want to do. Um, winners make it happen. Losers let it happen. And there is not a loser in the world that would love to have another fellow loser stewing the juices right along with them. So you have to transform your mind in more ways than one when it comes to saving and investing. Um, when I was 16, no, excuse me, 17 years old, um, there was a representative from Pioneer Fund that came to my parents' house, and he was uh, showing me his presentation of Pioneer Mutual Funds. And they're still around, folks. There's still mutual funds, and there's also electronic transfer funds, which are also mutual funds, but they're more diversified than mutual funds. 
um, at first my mom was a naysayer because she was a child of the Great Depression. So she didn't want to go for it. She didn't want me to have it because I wasn't old enough, you know. Uh, I forget what year uh, the voting age went from 21 to 18, but right around that year, um, the representative from uh, Pioneer Fund informed my mom that there was uh, a law in the state of Ohio called the Unification Gifts to Minors Act. We have my name on it, on the mutual fund, but my mom would be the custodian until I reached legal age. And then, you know, make out the paperwork, transfer the paperwork over, and the rest is history. Um, I enjoyed it. And it was like, that following week, the representative came around on a Friday, so on Monday, I ended up picking up not only the plane dealer, but also the Wall Street Journal, and uh, the weekly publication of Business Week, and then um, Investors Daily, Barron's, and so on. Now, I was a shipper at the print shop that I worked at, and a lot of the old timers would say, why do you want to read all these financial publications for? I said, because it's something that I want to know. I did not let nobody deter me from what I wanted to know. And basically, investing around the 70s was pretty much basic. Not like I did today, splintered in more ways than one. Yeah, I'm old, what of it? <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where it's okay to go through a stockbroker or an investment company in order to make a transaction in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, so on and so forth. But investing your money you're the one that has to be comfortable and satisfied with your decisions when it comes to investing. And I can tell you right now, if you want to go that route online, there's a website called Investopedia. They break things down to make sure you, the reader understands. Uh, the investment terms. Um, another area to look into is what's called ESOP, Employee Stock Option Plan. If your employer has it, go for it. And just, you know, a small amount 
taken from your check each payday will go towards buying fractional shares which lead to shares of stock in your employer's company. It is believed that when employers offer their employees shares in their company, it's supposed to get them to work that much more efficiently, for what it's worth. But it's also a place to invest. And the number one thing to always keep in mind when you're investing in stocks and what have you, always read the prospectus before investing. And of course, we've all heard um, as a company shows their past track record of so-called success. It is not a hint nor an indication of future performance. But at least you have an idea that the stock is moving in a certain direction. Now, there is also passive investing, but we'll get into that some other time. Micro-investing is easy to get into, and I have no financial uh, investment in any of these companies that I may be mentioning. But the best place to look into is um, Acorn. It's one of those things where they invest uh, change as well as buckaroos, shall we say? Um, big bucks. That's a little bit of shipping humor coming out of me already. <laughs> but it's a starting point to invest. You're not going to get rich overnight. But at the same time, too, it beats leaving your money in a brick-and-mortar savings account, getting one, two, three, maybe fractional, a fractional APY, where currently at the time of this podcast, I have seen online high yield savings accounts one goes for as high as 1% APY. The rest of the high-yield savings accounts online banks, they're usually around 0.80% APY. Some say you don't, there's no minimum investment, but when you fill out the online paperwork, if you will, they'll say you got to put in something. You know, you can't have an empty bank account, which is true. If you can put in a penny or even a dollar as a starting point, that's great. It's a starting point when it comes to acorns. I like acorns 
Um, it's easy to learn investing from acorns. There are basically two um, mini micro-investing companies that I do not happen to like. One of them is Stockpile. Bunch of narcissistic sobs if there ever was. And Stash. Stash still has my IRA that they have not given to me when I asked for it after I turned 63 years old. Well, we can't give you the money until you reach 62, they say to me. I'm 63 years old. How old do I have to be? In the ground? Stash, according to my youngest son, they really don't perform all that well. Stockpile, they do, but when it comes for when I had an account with Stockpile, a lot of the people at Stockpile, I wanted to update my information on my account, and I couldn't get to it. And there were several people that said, oh, we opened up so you can make the necessary updates to your account. No, they did not. There was only one person at Stockpile. His name is Ivy, and I thank you, Ivy, for being the only one that understood where this investor was coming from. Everybody at Stockpile is accusing me of well, I didn't use the right words to these people that virtually deserve, let's just say, seasoned words. So, needless to say, I am banned from stockpile with, oh, happy day, page three. Page three, this will not be my soapbox, I can tell you that right now. I am just sharing my personal experiences, because there are other uh, micro-investing companies out there. You just have to go looking. So if you're looking to invest, you have to have a starting point. Acorns is the place to invest and also Reapified and Print at their website. I do happen to like being able to, uh, you know, if I have a few bucks, uh, I want to put it into Stash, I can do it. And you got to keep in mind, investing is personal. And you have to be comfortable. So give yourself an objective, a goal in life. Short term, long term, but always set up many goals. And with each mini goal you accomplish, reward yourself. Yeah. Um, even with the COVID-19 virus, um, 
I would have to say it's going to be like husband and wife um, saving their penny, nickel, dime, quarters, half dollars. <laughs> Those are the days. Um, along the way, uh, I would have to say there's a lot of trust involved, by the way, between husband and wife, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, and the kids. I have to say, if you're going to save, let's say, the coins and the dollars, uh, try to find a safe place, out of sight, out of mind, kind of type of place for your uh, stash. No player pun on words. No reference to stash. Liars. But we'll always find a hiding place. And also monitor what you got in your um, piggy bank, put it that way. Just to make sure everything is there in place and order. Don't have a set time to check out uh, how everything is in your uh, piggy bank. But you have to start somewhere to invest. One of the things I found too, and I also read uh, the balance as much as possible, they have some really great stuff to look into. I have found that there are people that may have a combination check account and savings account together, same place, same time, so on and so forth. But there are some people that, not necessarily by choice, they tend to uh, help themselves to the savings account and try to leave the checking account exactly the way it is. Well, it's too easy because both accounts are in one place so on and so forth. The next best thing to really um, do in that case, look into online high-yield savings accounts. It'll take at least three business days for the money to get deposited from your checking account to your high-yield savings account, and to withdraw it'll take another basically three days to get whatever amount you withdraw from your high yield savings account. So by that time, you may have forgotten about it. Um, but you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Uh, to prove to yourself, as well as reward yourself, that yes, you can do it. You can save for whatever it may be. Uh, Christmas club accounts, they're all well and good. But if you have 
look into high-yield savings accounts, you want your money to work harder for you, not brick-and-mortar uh, fractional percentages. Because it's not going to make you feel good if you're going to go for your brick-and-mortar uh, fractional shares. Yeah. It's like waiting for something in a microwave. You know how we guys are. Come on, hurry up. You know, what is it going to you know, be deposited? You know, that kind of deal. And uh, you do have to say, um, even a little is a starting point. It will get better as it goes along, folks. Trust me. Um, it's best to be familiar with your investment terms that you basically will find yourself using and coming across in your uh, journey into learning about investing. I can remember one time uh, I worked at a company that uh, its blue book value was three dollars and then it was on a Friday, the market went down 300 points. And my then wife says, Sal, dear, Sal. I said, no, 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 it's in for correction. It's in for an adjustment, not that big of a deal. You know, that was on a Friday. Monday, unbeknownst to me, the market recovered on Monday the same amount it lost on Friday. You do have to have faith in the market. And it's not for the weak at heart either. But, you know, saving your penny, nickel, dime, and quarters uh, is a start. But you have to have a goal. That's what's very important. Because if you're just saving, um, that's not a goal. That's not even a mission. Now, uh, you have to have, let's say, what's called an affirmation, a commitment to yourself. Um, it's one of the things where write your affirmation, be specific in your affirmation, and in return, you will do 
or give this. Read it in the morning when you get up. Read it again before you go to bed. Be consistent in reading your affirmations. That little subconscious people talk about, you'd be surprised what it can do. I remember my one shipping foreman say to me, as an example, if he had his eye on a color TV, if he didn't have the money for it right there and then, he would save up for it. And as he put it, if he couldn't save up for it, he says, well, more than likely it wasn't meant to be. Um, no. Um, we're not talking about things illegal, whatever. Where there's a will, there's a way. And it's up to you to find that will and that way to save or whatever it may be. Until next time, folks, we'll see you.